Across the Spider-Verse secretly released multiple versions in theaters. Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Dan Casey, and today we're swinging back into the world of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The sequel to 2018's Oscar-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse continues to dominate at the box office. While The Flash stumbled in its second week in theaters, Across the Spider-Verse reclaimed its number one spot, earning more than $560 million worldwide. That means an awful lot of people are seeing this movie, but did you know that not everyone's seeing the same version of Across the Spider-Verse? And no, we're not talking about how Sony sent theaters a different version of the movie with improved sound after people complained about dialogue being difficult to hear. Rather, we're talking about how the absolute maniacs that worked on this film apparently decided to transform seeing this movie in theaters into a multiplex of madness. Because according to new reports, there are multiple versions of Spider-Verse in theaters and there's a big list of minor changes that set them apart. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, but in order to do so, we have to spoil minor elements of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So, if you haven't seen it yet and your canon event involves seeing this movie unspoiled, leave now before you learn too much about the multiverse. I'm sorry, you're saying there's a multiverse? Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The news first started making the rounds on social media. Rumors of multiple versions of this film in theaters began circulating on Twitter and TikTok. Twitter user at BallySonks had a viral post that showcased what appeared to be two distinct versions of Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara, asking his AI assistant Lila to call for backup. In one version, Lila tries to fist bump Miguel after tricking him into saying please. In another, she proceeds to take a selfie with Miguel and uses a filter to turn him into a bunny. Naturally, commenters immediately lost their minds and people began questioning the very nature of reality. Because given the amount of memes and shit posts that popped up in the wake of this film's release, it was difficult to tell what might be real and what might be someone doing a bit. However, things reached a critical mass on June 21st, because Spider-Verse associate editor Andy Levitin confirmed that fans were not hallucinating. There are apparently multiple versions of this movie. In a cheeky but cryptic tweet, Levitin replied, I was wondering when people might start noticing. And this has sent fans on a massive hunt to track down all the discrepancies between the multiple versions of Across the Spider-Verse. And while we can't show you all the footage in question here because it's still in theaters, if you do some digging online, you can probably find some examples from less scrupulous sources. Now, Nerdist reached out to Sony for comment and clarification, but we didn't hear back at the time of this recording. So if they do get back to us, we'll update the description below. For now though, we're left to the whims of internet detectives and Levitin's word. Now, on the Spider-Man subreddit, user HoHoHoYou compiled a list of some of these alleged differences that people have spotted. The full breakdown of supposed discrepancies, which we spotted via Kotaku and Culture Crave, includes the following. During the battle with the Vulture at the Guggenheim, one version features Miguel O'Hara almost going full vampire with his fangs before deciding not to bite the Vulture's head off and getting interrupted by a helicopter. When the spot's debating about putting his finger in the mini collider, apparently he says two different things. One version he says, which would not be good. And the other version features him saying, oh, what the heck. When Miles and his dad, Jeff, confront the spot at the outset of the movie, there is a discrepancy in how Jeff reacts to falling through one of the spot's portals. One version features Jeff groaning and looking around. The other has a quick reaction shot of his face. In Mumbatan, when Miles helps Pavitra Prabhakar to both save his girlfriend and her police captain father, he winds up seemingly trapped beneath rubble. In one version, Gwen immediately has a panicked dialogue response, whereas the other has her silently searching for Miles. And given the parallels to the way in which Peter Parker died in her world, the panic response seems a bit more appropriate here. 
Another difference in Mumbatan occurs when Miles goofs by saying chai tea. That itself is a callback to Miles critiquing the spot for his use of the phrase ATM machine. Now, one version features Miles profusely apologizing for this goof, another has him saying something like that instead. Now, when Miles first meets Hobie Brown, aka Spider-Punk, one version features an automatopoeia of Miles saying Hobie's name above his head. The other omits this fun visual detail. At one point, Gwen is asked why she's with Miles, and she replies with, that's funny in one version, but apparently not in the other. And last but not least, we have everybody's favorite aspect of the clone saga, Ben Riley, aka the Scarlet Spider. Voiced by Andy Samberg, Scarlet Spider has different dialogue in the scene where the Spider Society chases Miles through Nueva York. In one version, he says, I've got you trapped in my well-defined musculature. Another has him saying, this one's called the sleeper hold. <laughs> He's so good. Now, chances are there could be even more differences between these multiple versions of the film that are out there as well. But these were the ones we've seen most widely reported thus far. And it's tempting to call this the Mandela effect, except in this case, it's an example of multiple versions of the same thing actually existing rather than one's own false memories. Now, for those who don't know, the Mandela effect is a psychological phenomenon where people believe that their distorted memories are factually true. It's named for the erroneous and widespread belief that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s rather than when he actually died in 2013. Now, other famous examples include people claiming that Sinbad filmed a genie movie in the 1990s named Shazam, when it was actually Shaquille O'Neal as Kazam. Or like how some people claim the beloved children's book series was the Berenstain Bears, when it was actually the Berenstain Bears. It's name for the creators. Their last name is Berenstain. Now, from a creative perspective, it's kind of ingenious to have multiple versions of your multiverse movie coexisting at the same time. It doesn't matter which version of the movie is canon because they are all canonical. They all exist across the same cinematic multiverse. Now, unfortunately, this takes on a slightly different context in light of Vulture's recent report about Spider-Verse's alleged working conditions and the toll it took on the animators who brought this project to life. The report detailed the uniquely arduous process of making the $150 million Sony project, which involved a relentless kind of revisionism that compelled approximately 100 artists to flee the movie before its completion. It's an eye-opening report that highlights the ways in which animators are often taken advantage of by a Byzantine system of companies and contracts. And while the Animation Guild ostensibly exists to negotiate better wages and job protections for its members with studios like Sony, the report also notes that because the production was outsourced to Sony Pictures Imageworks, an independent vendor, that made it a non-union production. As a result, there are fewer ways for TAG and its members to meaningfully push back against things like crunch, unsustainable workloads, and low wages. Now, Hollywood right now seems to be at a bit of a crossroads in regards to its exploitative labor practices, because members of the Writers Guild are currently on strike and members of SAG-AFTRA are prepared to strike as well. Animation has been dominating the box office this year. It's generated outsized profits for Hollywood not just this year, but during the entire pandemic. So it's about time that the Animation Guild and its members get better protections and a better seat at the table, especially relative to the buku bucks they're making for the studios. Because if they're gonna make multiple versions of a movie to entice you back to theaters in an effort to see them all, then they deserve to be compensated fairly for their incredible labor of love.
Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything you need to know about the multiple versions of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse that are allegedly currently in theaters. We'll keep you posted on any more multiversal mayhem and Spider-Versal silliness that we uncover over on Nerdist. For now, though, tell us, what do you think of this news? Which version of Spider-Verse did you see? And did you spot any other differences? <laughs> That's not funny. Don't, don't do that. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.